Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Man to Man Pod. We're back for another Monday. This is April 24, 2023. I'm one half of the pod. DB, Darius Butler, got my co-host, AB. Antoine, what's good? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. What it do, baby? It ain't too much. Slow motion. Slow motion, as you as you would say. Uh-huh. Uh, good weekend this weekend. Had had my uh, my daughter book her birthday yesterday. So we celebrated, did some things uh, down here with the family over the weekend. How was your weekend, man? Man, it was good, man. We, um... Let me see. We had a seven-on-seven tournament, man. We were coaching. Um, they had that Saturday, Sunday. Little mama had a little mama had what dance competition on Saturday. And um, how, how did you coach? Or did you were not coaching, though? Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Never, never that, man. Um, first day we went two and two, one, two, okay. one, two. Um, and then. Championship day, man. We won our first one, but we lost our second one, man. But the boys, man, they they play tough. They play hard, man. They 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 do everything I ask of them, man, on the defensive side. So I can't I can't complain too much. Okay, I hear that. You win some, you lose some. That's it, man. Tell them we gotta learn from these experiences, man. But um, a little man had a had a soccer game yesterday, so he did his thing. I think he had like four goals, man. So okay. Yeah, he be uh he be hitting the celebrations or no? Nah? Oh yeah, yeah, he gonna hit you, he gonna hit you <laughs> that gritty every time. Uh, <laughs> he gonna hit you with that gritty every time. Um, so so yeah, he he be doing his thing out there, man. He uh he he he's busy on the on the like soccer, basketball, and flag football right now. So okay, okay, keep you busy on the weekends, man. We we started soccer was that yesterday. Um, one of the boys, one of the one of the boys out there hit hit top corner goal when and hit the Neymar celebration. I said, Oh, that's really hard. But yeah, we got soccer, tennis, golf going on right now. Whew, you know how more more power to all the parents out there doing it, man. Facts. It's a lot. It's a lot, what, man. But uh what it's draft week. Oh, facts. That's a fact. That's a big fact. But um, it's draft week. Obviously, we got a lot to talk about. NFL draft. Um, NFL always kind of dominating, dominating the sports headlines. It's one of the biggest events of the year. This is when every fan base, every fan base, get excited. Um, some fan base is already looking forward to being upset with whoever their team is about to pick in this draft. It's April twenty uh, seventh, right. Thursday night. That's when the prime time round one kicks off. And then obviously day two, day three. Uh, but it should be an exciting one per usual. Uh, we got the draft. We got the NFL playoffs. Talk about. Um, and then in your world, your your boxing world. NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. My God. Apologies. NBA long weekend. NBA playoffs. Uh, we got to have a big fight this weekend. Your guy who you said was going to win it from the jump. He yeah. won it. Knock, knock out in the seventh. We definitely going to talk about that. Get your expert. You know, opinion from that. What was your quick thoughts on it, though? Hey, um, like you said, I I, I thought Tank was going to win. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a, a good fight. Um, I did think one of them were going to go down, but obviously, you know, yeah. we'll talk about that on the other side. Yes, sir. What else we got? Man, we got some prime talk, man. Colorado, you know, their spring game was on ESPN. Um, obviously, got some 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 moving parts there. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to get your 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 opinion on that? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a good look? 
for Colorado is a good look for Prime, the players, um, the transfer portal. So we're gonna touch on that. Um, obviously your F one, your Formula One got from uh, back. got um got some got some news there. Yeah. Um, and other than that, as always, comment in the comment section, ask some questions so we can get this good dialogue. Um, yeah, everybody in the comment section, but it should be a good one as as usual. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Hey, keep sending those questions. I saw a couple come through already on the Twitter using that hashtag M2M Live. Uh, without much further ado, we'll catch y'all on the other side. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. We back. We back, man. Let's jump right into it. Let's go into that ring, man. Primetime fight of the weekend. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia, one of the internet sensations out here. Tank Davis, I feel like he was kind of a cut above. Uh, you know, it's from my from my casual boxing uh, watching experience. Just felt like he was way, too, you know, more advanced. Garcia talented. You know, I enjoy watching the kid fight, but uh, what was your thoughts on this fight, this Tank Ryan Garcia fight that ended with a nasty body blow? Yeah, man. Um, good fight, good fight. Um, I think every well, everybody was excited for for this this matchup, Tank and Ryan Garcia. If you look at it head to head, man, Ryan Garcia was a bigger bigger fighter. He had to reach younger. Um, and you know, I, I they gave us what we what we expected. Mm -hmm. um and like you said i just feel like ryan garcia he came out really really aggressive yeah. really aggressive and it was crazy we watching the fight and my first thing was like okay can he keep this pace for 12 rounds um he either his mindset was like, i'm gonna go in here i'm gonna get tank up out of here or i'm mm -hmm. gonna get out of here um but he was really really aggressive and you could just tell um uh, when tank put him down the first time just a film study you always talk tank was talking about the left hook the left hook he probably yep. hooked three, four times, and Tank ducked every one of them. Man. Counter, yeah, counter. You know what I mean. And after that, you just see a total different fire fighter from Ryan Garcia. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he he wasn't as aggressive, wasn't as aggressive. Um, he kept his distance, man. But then that body shot, man, and you know, a lot of people <laughs> talking about you know that body shot. Then look, <laughs> if, if you if you yeah, and I'm pretty sure you know you. You fell on the football in your younger days and got oh, yeah. out of you, you know what I mean? But, you know, if a person hits you in the right spot at the right time, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it could be damaging as we've seen it was. Um, it was a knockout. And, again, man, Tank Davis still undefeated, man. Great fighter. Man, it was crazy. I didn't even see it. Like, live, as I'm watching the fight, I didn't even see the body shot. I saw him duck it, and I saw it. But I saw Ryan, I saw him back up. And I could tell just on his face how he was moving. You so know how you're trying to put on that face. And he probably about a good three seconds. He just he just couldn't take. But they are them, them liver shots, boy. Ain't nothing to play with. That body shot, like you said, falling on the ball, getting hit in the wrong spot. 
yeah. that wind get up, get knocked out of you. The first time it happened to me, I don't know, I was probably 11, 12, maybe. You, I, I thought it was over with. Yeah, I you ain't, I, you I, I, <laughs> I thought it was over. You down there, you can't breathe, you can't talk, you can't, and I, I can't imagine, you know, I never, fortunately, for me, I never really caught a body shot like that. But uh, a lot of people was like, oh, man, he threw the fight, he quit, you know, he was fine after the 10 count, all this other shit. Look, that, 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 them body blows different, man. Yeah, man, yeah, so. Whole um, body reset. Facts, man. Um, I mean, but shout out to Ron Garcia. You know, um, yeah. I think this everybody. I think on the you know, you talk about boxing and you 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 talk about you know the 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 top guys not fighting one another. So this is what we love to see. You know, the guys. You know, mm -hmm. he goes aside and say, "Look, man, um, good on good." You know, and that's I and love that's, it, and that's what the fans want to see. And until we continue to see this happen, man. But I, I, boxing is in good hands, I believe. You know, obviously, heavyweights is not like it once was when we were growing up. Yeah, but you got the lightweights, you got your cruiserweights, you got your middleweights. You know, you got you got some guys that can that can put on a show, man. And I'm happy this will happen. I I know I watched the rematch. You know, I think I've, I think you know Garcia needed a little more time, a little more time in the ring. But I liked his aggression. I still definitely think he's talented. You know, Tank just he, he's savvy. He's a savant. But I definitely watch this fight again. So I like I like Ryan's mindset. I do think Garcia. You saw the lead up to the fight. You got to sell the fight. You got to talk shit. You got to talk trash. Garcia never was really yeah. selling anybody. You know, he he was a. I just felt like he couldn't wait to to give Tank his props and to say, hey, you know, all the you know stuff you said. He's a great fighter, great competitor. I've been in the ring, and that's cool and all. But at the same time, you got to be ready to take, you know, take that dude head off. I, but um, I, I got a question this. for you though. I wouldn't watch this fight again. You wouldn't? No, I'll watch this one again for sure. You, you know they why? My you know eighty why? bucks again. You know why? Because you know what type of fighter we would see in the next fight. It was what we would see after he got knocked down the first time. And it was, and it was, it was kind of aggressive. Hell no. Same. He wasn't the same. A at all. The and same at, that time, at, that, at that time, Tank had his number. T Tank was I, I'll up. watch it again. I'll watch it again. You go back to the drawing board. And, and, and Garcia, after, you know, I don't know if it's, he said it wasn't excuse making. He said he had a mole in his camp. I don't know if you saw this come out. Yeah, I, he said I he had that. a mole in his camp. Um, you know, feeding feeding the, the Davis corner some information. You know, I don't know how big or small of a thing that is in, in boxing, but I'm sure it, you know, has something to do with it. But I got a question for you as far as um like the rehydration clause or whatever was in this 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 contract for the Garcia in this fight. Cause I believe he was the bigger fight, he was the heavier fighter, right? Yeah. So what 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 was that all about? Because I saw some people complaining saying it was a, it was at a major disadvantage for Garcia. He already was yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was that about? So from my understanding, a lot of a lot of fighters do this. Um, I know a lot of people say Floyd used to do this back in his heyday, you know, against his mm -hmm. opponent. But um, I don't want to don't I, I don't want to you know come off wrong. But it's a it's a I, I I'm not 100 sure. Let me um I'm gonna look it up real quick. But good. it is they did say it's a disadvantage for for Ron Garcia being that he is the bigger fighter. Um, him cutting that weight and losing that weight, feeling though, you know, he loses his power. Um, mm -hmm. 
And then obviously after the, you know, after the weigh in, you know, he could do what he can, you know, do what he does or whatever the case may be. But um, a lot of people say it was a disadvantage, but in my eyes, man, you sign, you know what I'm saying? After you sign on that dotted line and you agree to it, then we, we got to go get it. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I just, you know, I would like it to be a fair one. So usually after the, after the weigh in, they can eat and rehydrate and get back yeah, to yeah, close. Get, okay. Yep. So, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I don't know. But once again, let's get a quick, quick video of this knockout. Oh, whoa. So let's see. Let me say it one more time. So, so this is the, 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 um, mm. the rehydration clause. The clause dictated that while both fighters would weigh in at 136 after cutting mm -hmm. weight, they would not be allowed to gain over 10 pounds until the fight. So you have the weigh in. Uh-huh. You weigh in at 136. Yep. You can't, you're not allowed to gain over 10 pounds until the fight. Okay, so leading up, so at, right after the fight, I mean, right after the weigh in until the fight, I'm allowed to gain those, that weight back or no, after the fight. They you will not be allowed to gain over over 10 pounds until the fight. So I think when the fight, when fight, maybe fight day, or I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not sure the hours you can, that's when you can put your, you know, you can rehydrate, you can eat. Um, Cause I think his, uh, his trainer, his trainer, Ron Garcia's trainer said, you know, you guys are like, you know, we was going to eat 10 steaks or whatever the case may be to get, get our weight back. So mm -hmm. I don't think, and I can't say that cause I've never been in a, boxing training as far as you know losing the boys did look the boys look small dehydrated damn they're sick of the way tank is five they he's five five 136 like that's small <laughs> bro you say look any, any idea what garcia walk around with like is he like usually like 150 140 I, i'm thinking he i'm thinking he probably walk around like 150 um because he could easily that's move strange. up to 140 so i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. he probably walk around around, around 150. yeah but you know, I, I like you said, boxing is in good hands. It seems like it. So who who's next up for Davis? Who 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 does the boxing world want to see him man, fight next? I don't know, man. But obviously, you look at Devin Haney, mm -hmm. Core Stevenson, like those, like you know. But I don't know. We're gonna see. We shall see. Brad Richardson, according to. Our boxing insider Brad Richardson. No clue if Brad is really a boxing insider, but he was 165, I think, before camp. That's a lot of, I mean, that's that's, a, that's 30 pounds. Shit. I mean, he looked, like I said, he looked. I mean, even Davis looks small to me, but he's always small. But at the weigh-in, both of them boys look super light. But yeah, Brad, I mean it Brad, is what it is. Like you said, when you sign it, yeah, you sign it, you sign it. So, like I said, Shakur Stevenson. Um, I see Haney under there. Yep. My guy, Devin Haney. So I would say those two. I think that that those two. Now those two fights, I feel like could set up a trilogy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this ain't the trilogy one that you want to see. Hell no, nah. Garcia Tank. Okay, not 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 in my opinion. And again, I'm no boxing expert. You know, I like the mm -hmm. sport, but I, no, I don't think it's a trilogy. Not even a rematch. <laughs> Not even, <laughs> Not even a rematch. 
Damn, let him get a couple more fights in his belt. You don't think he can get back in there with Tank? I mean, he did. It did look like Tank was just waiting for, uh, you know. Nah. But I like the fact that Garcia came out there aggressive too, man. I mean, I do too. I mean, it was a hell of a game plan. But you know, you know what Mike said. <laughs> what Mike Tyson say? Everybody got to get yeah. hit in your face, and we seen that ASAP. Till you get punched in the face in that second round. I, I think I just sent out a tweet like, oh, Garcia applying the pressure early. Sin. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Just, just that quick. Boy, that, bo hey, that boxing shit ain't nothing to play with. But um, great fight. Great fight for the weekend for me, at least. I enjoyed it. Um, I paid the, the, the 80 on, I think, Showtime and Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like I was entertained. It was worth it. Uh, you know, that was one of those fights, like you said, you got to be in your seat watching from ding, ding, from the first bell run because both of them guys had, had knockout power and they both got a puncher's chance. But um, that body shot, boy, hopefully mm -hmm. y'all don't ever experience it to have to earn that respect of it. But that shit real, man. But moving on to the NBA playoffs before we get to this draft talk. Um. I don't like how Dylan Brooks been trying to cop a plea after, oh, after jumping out there trying to be the villain. Decline interviews after the game. Now he's saying the media making me a villain, the fans making me a villain. That just creates another persona for me. I think he put a lot of that on himself. Um, and, I, you know, you start barking up that tree. You know, you poke the bear, you already know what's going to happen. But uh, Lakers, they lead over the Memphis Grizzly. Grizzlies 2-1. Game four is tonight in L.A. I know I'll be locked in. John Morant returned with the broken hand. He dropped like a 45-piece, I believe. Oh. Um, yeah. Dog. Dylan Brooks, you know, he had a stinker. Lakers came out. I think they were up like 26 in the first quarter. So they came out, set the tone early. Another game in L.A. I'll definitely be tapped in, man. How do you think this, this series ends? Um, I know you picked the Lakers early to win it all. How do you think this series ends for uh, the Lakers and the Grizzlies? Uh, four two Lakers, four Lakers two Lakers. Six. Um, Lakers and six. Um, Dylan Brooks, man. Um, some clown shit right now, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you gotta. I would say, you know, just the whole Memphis uh, Grizzlies at one point. I think every, they would get on everybody's nerves, and Dylan Brooks was at the the front of that. You know what I'm saying? Just the way he, you know, going at everybody, the trash talking, and and look. You like if you like it, I love it. You know what I mean? Like if that's the if that's the person you want to be on the court, then stand on that. But then when you know when people start, you know, agreeing with you and 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 riding that wave, like you say, like don't cop the plea now. You know nah. what I mean? It's getting a little, it's getting a little. <laughs> you know what I mean, you tell LeBron like, man, I don't respect nobody unless they drop forty on me. All right, you say stand on that. You know what I mean? So now I, I don't I don't like this where you say, you know, the media and the fans are trying to create mm -hmm. this. Nah, bro, you created that. <laughs> you created yeah. that. Now you created everybody's, you know, accepting it. You got to stand on it. But I got the Lakers at six on this one. Lakers at six. I think I'm right there with you. And um, Grizzlies, I think they had a better chance with all this Dylan Brooks shit because now this is what everybody asking LeBron about after every game, after the practices, the the walk, the shoot arounds. Hey, what do you? And he been like deflecting as much as possible. Like, I ain't come on, man. I ain't getting this shit. I, I he, we don't have he done dealt with you know Lance Stevenson or this guy, this guy along the way who kind of tries to become that LeBron agitator. 
Uh, I think one of the reporters asked him after the game, what type of statement did you make today uh, with your play? He was, me? Like, stay? Come on, man. I mean, this is the first round playoff. Like, what we, what we talk about here? So uh, it's good for the headlines, I guess. Uh, but like, once again, once you go heel, once you go, you know, villain, ain't no ducking and hiding. That's just who you are now. And, and Draymond, a lot of people say, oh, he's doing the Dray. Look, Draymond, I believe at least, backs that up on the court and got a resume to back that up as well. And whoever you are, for new kid on the block, I ain't got a problem with it. You a pro. If that's what it takes to get you going, do what you got to do. But no, when you step into everybody else's arena, you got to know the time you, you warming up. You got the bulls on your back. Boo! I mean, everything you do. Uh, he ended up being ejected from this game, actually, which I didn't agree with. I, didn't agree I think, with uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with the ejection. Uh, we've seen, I think, him ejected now. We've seen James Harden ejected on an offensive file. You know, hit hit dude in the groin. Joel Embiid kicked the dude in the groin. Didn't get ejected. Um, it's been a lot of very inconsistent. Draymond with stomp, the, stomping cats out. Yeah, drip. <laughs> Stop my man. Stop. Stop some bonus out. I, 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 we didn't talk about that though. How do you feel about that? That we know the history he had, but Sabonis clearly grabbed the man's foot. Clearly grabbed his foot. Draymond may have accentuated the step a little bit on his chest. But how do you feel? How you feel about it? We got kids. I'm a, I'm a big who started it guy. Who who started it? All right, don't come up here and in the room. Sabonis started it. Draymond finished it. And now Sabonis on the ground rolling around like he about to die. So I'm like, you got to get x-rays. I'm like, come on, man. Like, y'all doing too much. But, hey, look, Sabonis started it. Draymond finished it. You know what I mean? He gave him an extra little stomp or whatever the case may be. A little bit. But, he ain't that flexible. Hey, right. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Hand me's a little tight. You know, I don't want to hurt myself. But I just think the, the refs and, you know, lead the league, man, he getting real – um. Real quick with the ejections, man. Like, like, come on, man. Like, you know, it's, it's these are big boys out here playing. Like, yeah. you don't gotta throw everybody out just cause whatever the case may be. Like, I would, I would, I would even appreciate, you know, getting a check and give him, you know, give him a five thousand dollar fine or whatever the case may be, ten thousand. And he got, he got kicked out the game too. So if that's you what I'm saying. The game, yeah, don't, don't, don't suspend him for one after that. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, re really egregious. Now, some people thought it was egregious. You know, you just look at the stomp and be like, yo, what, yo, Draymond Wilder, why would he? But, like, you, 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 and especially in the flow of a basketball game, and you know, in my opinion, like, you know who Draymond is as a player, right? So, you know, okay, if I grab, and Sabonis, in my opinion, Sabonis, you know, kind of pushed that, he, he tethers that line too, where he a borderline, you know, Dirty player, which you know, you I feel like you kind of need at least one of those on every team, especially come playoff time. So if you go at that other guy, you kind of know what type of response you're gonna get. So I'm with you. I think maybe kick him out the game, prove that point, but don't suspend him going fine, maybe <laughs> don't suspend him going forward uh for that other game. But Steph came out, he was Steph, got the win in that one. They got another win with Draymond coming off the bench. Yeah, he said he went to a coach and said, Hey, look, coach, you want me to come off the bench? So, I, you know, like I said, I'm a big fan of Draymond and what he brings to that team, what he's brought to that team since he's been there. Uh, but this series tied 2-2. Uh, I said the Warriors would win this one going into it. Obviously, the Kings have been great all year long, been one of the best stories in the NBA. Mike Brown, coach of the year, box. So, bonus all the boys. But I think the Warriors figured out 
and win this one at seven. Uh, what's your thoughts on this series that's now tied 2-2 the Kings and the Warriors? Kings going to finish them off, man. Ooh, big team. Uh, um, for one, you know, having that home court advantage and the way the Sacramento Kings have been playing all year. Um, all year. All year. They, we, we, we just don't hear about it because they are in Sacramento and they're obviously they're in the state of California and they're not going to get more, more buzz than the Golden State Warriors that's right down the street or even the Lakers or the Clippers. But Sacramento Kings have been playing good ball all year. Um, I think with the home court advantage, I, I'll give them that that edge. And even, you know, yesterday, shit, taking the Warriors down <clears throat> to, to, the, to, the, to the wire. You know, they've been, they've been playing, playing them tough even in, yeah. uh, in San Francisco. So I got the Kings in six. In six? In six. I feel like the Kings will take these next two. Nah, all right. Save it, Tom. Save it. You know I'm with the Warriors. Uh, I've been with them from the jump. They were my bet when they were plus eight fifty, I think, before tip off of game one to win it all because of those odds. I don't know where they at now, but I Warriors think they figured out, man. Huh? Warriors don't look the same to me, man. Round one, man. It's round one. Steph, I think Steph has kind of put that thing, put it in the gear. Clay Thompson doing his thing. We're getting better minutes out of Jordan Poole now. Jordan Poole had, you know, he was a little shaky, damn near unplayable early on. Uh, Draymond Looney been doing his thing on the board. And obviously, it, it, they're champions, man. They done been here before. They done been tested. They're not losing the first round defending this title to the Kings. Kings, once again, great year. De'Aaron Fox, young superstar. He, he's right. incredible, especially down the stretch in the clutch. It's going to be tough for the Warriors to beat them in that house. Um with how bad they've been on the road too all year long, but I'm still I'm still pulling. I think the Warriors definitely figured this out. Steph, yeah, Steph was wilding yeah. on that timeout, <laughs> that timeout late. But um, all right, Kings. If you want the King, make sure you say that. Tone gonna need that. Yeah, save it. Tone's Clippers. Sure, and that's not, even, that's not even a hot take. Nah, that, a lot of people feel that way. I guess, but um, uh, Suns they up three one over the Clippers. This series started off great. Um, obviously, Paul George was out for this series coming into it. Kawhi Leonard looked like he was back. Looked like, hey, maybe low management works. Do it. More people need to do it. And now he's been out. He'll be out for the next two games, man. Um, game five Tuesday in Phoenix. How you see this one ending up? Man, you already know how it's going to end up. Um, Charles, Kenny, Shaq, and Ernie going to have the Clippers. Going to have my man Russ. Going to have Kawhi. Tyron Lou in the boat with the hats, with the fishing poles. Cancun on three. Cancun on three. They're going to be gone fishing, man. Um, the Kawhi, with well, the PG, obviously him being out, that hurt. But then, you know, with Kawhi being injured, you know, it's kind of summed it up. And, and you hate to see it because at this juncture of the of the season playoffs, you want to see, again, we said it before, we want to see good on good. Yeah. You know, Phoenix best players with the Clippers, but unfortunately we don't have that. But um, Suns, they gonna wrap this thing up and get ready for round two. Yeah, they. I mean, they should win it in five. I, I think it'll probably get stretched out to six. Russell Westbrook has been putting on for his sure. best performance and playing his playing his best basketball um, for a while now on both ends of the courts. But too much firepower for Phoenix. On which Phoenix in five or six. Uh, this one saying, I think this one will be over in five on Tuesday. Agreed. Anthony Edwards, he'll be a great 
star in this league once they continue to hopefully build around him correctly or he moves on. But Anthony Edwards, he is unbelievable talent. Hit some big shots. Had a great game last night to get that, to avoid that sweep. That's big avoiding that sweep. Getting swept is embarrassing. So they um took care of business last night to at least extend this series, but I think this will be over in five. How you feel about this one? Let's I agree with you on this one, but let's let me ask you, right? It's just as far as like a basketball mind, like how do you mm-hmm. like the structure of the Minnesota Timberwolves team? Hate you know what I'm saying you got you got the young boy, you got Carl Anthony Towns, you know what I mean? You bring in, you know, additions. Like what how do you how do you like the I I I, this I mean a lot of people didn't like it when they first made the trade, and I, I was a part of those people. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't, especially with a player like Edwards, if that's the guy you're gonna build around. Obviously, Cat is there as well, Carnthy Towns, who's a good player. I, I would like him to see him a little more aggressive, going to the rim, doing things like that. But good shooter, can space the court, um, can do some things defensively. But getting Rudy Gobert in there now, he's a great defensive presence. He's gonna block shots, he's gonna grab rebounds. But in this point in year. You're gonna get you're gonna get attacked in that pick and roll. They're gonna bring you up top. Can't move. We saw it a couple of years ago in the playoffs. A lot of money, obviously. There, I think he's a max player. So yeah, I don't like the construction of this roster around Anthony Edwards right now. Um, I love Mike Conley been out there, like Anderson. I think a lot a lot of the other guys bring something to the table, but I want to see Edwards in 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 a, in a different spot. That was that that trade never made sense to me though, as far as like to to win the championship. Never made sense to add Rudy Gobert to this to this roster, um, but that's 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 my opinion. What about you? No, nah, I mean I I agree with you. That's why you know mm-hmm. that's why I asked. You know, yeah, um, it just doesn't 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 look good. And again, I hate to see young players mm-hmm. and with a lot of ability in bad situations. I won't call this a bad situation, but it's not a good situation either. You know what I mean? So um, that was just my you know. Yeah. for asking a basketball yeah. and uh chuck said he's not gonna be a star quote he's not gonna be a star he's gonna be a superstar um career 30 point playoff games before turning 22 lebron james leads the way with eight anthony edwards he passed kobe bryant rest in peace mamba last night with five now kobe had four luca three d rose three tracy mcgrady three um anthony edwards had 34 12 for 27 last night. Um, mm. Sixers already in the second round. Got them yeah, got them up out of there quick, handled business as they should have. Um, Embiid and Harden handled business. They already in the second round. Heat. One of your teams. Yeah, me, my squad over 2 1 lead over the Bucks. Obviously, you know, Greek Freak been banged up in this one. We lost Hero, he'll be out. Um, but we're up 2-1, game four tonight in the Yayo. Um, if we I got y'all winning, I got y'all winning tonight. You got us win- if we go up 3-1, sports ain't losing the series. I got y'all got winning. Us winning tonight. I got y'all winning tonight, man. That Greek freak injury is we just got huge, the doors beat man. off. All right. That's I huge, man. I, I like y'all tonight at home in the Yayo. Um, and again. I think this series is going to come down to when does Greek Freak get back into the lineup? Um, you need your superstars this time of year. You're not going to play. You, you're not going to win games without your superstars. So if Greek Freak is not on the court, you guys 
We'll be going to, to round two, but I, I definitely have y'all tonight winning. He win tonight. He advanced from the both of us. <laughs> Knicks lead the series. This is big for basketball, big for the Knicks. They up 3-1 right now. Game five is Wednesday in Cleveland. i tell you what, the, the player I'm loving most in this series is Brunson, man. Yeah. And they asked Luka, uh, obviously the star of Dallas Mavs, you know, how much do you miss Brunson? They asked him that during the season. He said a lot. And um, he is a dog. Obviously not the biggest guy on the court, but just a savant with that ball in his hands. Pops played, how he creates space, how he's able to get his shot off, how he can create for others. Uh, great addition, money well spent for the New York Knicks. They up 3-1 over the Cavs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell coming off a very disappointing performance, but game five is, a win is Wednesday. How do you feel about this one? Oh, they're going to close it out. Again, I agree with you, Jalen Brunson. Um, great acquisition this year. You know, um, you know what he's been able to do uh, for that Knicks team, bringing, bringing some uh, veteran leadership along with, you know, uh, Julius Randle um, and company on that side, you know, even – to Julius Randle being benched last night. You know, they say it was an ankle injury, but um, Thibodeau making that hard decision to put one mm -hmm. of his star players on the bench, and um, it worked out for him. But, again, man, Jalen Brunson playing some good ball. New York Knicks will close this game out, this series out, and, you know, win it 4-1. I think I think I think they go. I think Cleveland fights. They got a nice home court advantage. So I think they fight, get another win, and uh, they get back to New York and close it out in Madison Square in six. But Donovan Mitchell, he can't he can't have games like that. Eleven points, five for eighteen, six turnovers. Uh, you can't have it. You can't have it. So they definitely go let him hear it next time he's in um in New York, which is the place that a lot of people thought he was going. Um, they're definitely gonna let him hear that, but you can't have those type of performances. I think he bounces back at home, have one of his big games, but then the New York Knicks they seal it. Um, Barrett Randall, you know, I know you said he got benched and Brunson, they're gonna have to put it on their back and get it done at home. But um, it's been a been a entertaining playoffs so far yeah. for the most part. Hawks stole one, three one. I think the Celtics in this one in five, they stopped playing with their food. Agree about this. No, okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. Subjects in five. And then the same page, same page. Um, so yeah, I think that's how we pretty much cover all of the playoffs. Um, yeah, so looking forward to this round one wrapping up. Best best series still going, obviously, from round one. That King's Warriors, I think, is yeah. that when audio is playing, like music or cancel series. Well, nobody talking to you, bro. Mm -hmm. Now I agree with you. That Sacramento yeah. Golden State um, series, man, just everything that's that's gone on with it, from E40 getting kicked out the arena to you know Draymond stomping uh, Sabonis out, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Then uh, close in proximity of the two teams, um, and then just yep. some, good, some good basketball. You know, Mike Brown, head coach for the Sacramento Kings, used to be on uh, coach mm -hmm. on the staff with the Golden State Warriors, so. It just plays out for 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 good basketball, and um, they putting up some, you know, playing some good games, man. So to your point, that is the best series, um, first round series in the in, in the playoffs so far. Yes, sir. Before we move on, what's side that we gotta talk a little bit of some college football, this Coach Prime stuff. Before that, on four twenty, Twitter purged all of the the legacy 
verify well a lot of the uh legacy verified accounts um now you got to pay for twitter blue to have the check and some features come with that as well i think eight dollars a month you pay for it uh how did you feel about this and what's your thoughts moving forward on it hey it's elon musk man that's his business man so he's a small businessman he took the checks away you gotta pay them eight dollars a month I know one thing you will not get a B put a blue check or whatever comes with it. I respect the decision. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. But you're not getting my eight dollars though. Hey, I, I, I respect it. Uh, a lot of I think LeBron had came out and he said hey, you're not getting the five, and then it came out that Elon actually is paying for it. He's gonna pay for LeBron's and pay for some other people, which I also think is good business, yeah, you exactly. know, because there's certain people uh you know. That you want to keep on your platform, you want to keep them verified for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, so a lot of people, I think, have kind of went and started capping behind that, like, oh shit, I just checked, I just I still got my check. Elon must have looked out. Uh, I will be paying for the check because I think it's 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 valuable, it's some it's some uses to it. I can post longer videos, you get certain things to tweet, you can go and edit. So it's a lot of things I actually get, you know, I don't. I done tricked off 115 bucks on you know, for, for less things. So uh, I, I'm going to use it for, for the right reasons. But um, so I, I'm going to be a blue check mark, I guess, for paying for it. Because I, I initially when he got it, when he said, I ain't paying for that shit, man, for what? But yeah. I was advised to, hey, just do it. Let's get it done. It's $8 a month. So fuck it. I'll be rocking with it. I'll be rocking. I'll still be in the blue blue check gang. Um but um, yeah, he had to create some revenue. He he trimmed he trimmed a bunch of his workforce at Twitter, um, yeah. and now you obviously getting getting the money back. Because I'm sure people and a lot of people coming. Oh, I'm not paying for it for whatever reason, and it's cool if you decide not to pay for it or to pay for it. Whichever one is cool to me. But you know, it's always when something like this happens, you know, people always want to put you know get their two cents out there. But uh. Think it'd be interesting to see how that all unfolds and continues to unfold on Twitter, which I've been a part of since 2010. Huh? I've been on there for a minute, man. You should have looked out, Elon. Should have looked yeah. out, though. The good old. But when y'all see mine, just know I paid. I paid for it. Okay, Elon. Elon ain't look out for the kid. Uh, what else we got? Some other storyline. Actually, we'll go college first. Oh, that prime. Coach Prime. Colorado Spring game was on ESPN. The only college that have the game on ESPN. Some other schools were on ESPN Plus. Colorado um, got the ESPN plug. Had Chris Fowler out there calling it. RG3, I believe, was out there as well. And this is the difference. So this is the prime effect right now. Obviously, leaving Jackson State, going over to Colorado. There's a video from their 2022 spring game to their 2023 spring game. You see the difference right here. So whatever they're paying them is <laughs> obviously worth it uh, this far up to this point. Obviously, they haven't played any games. Only real look at it that we had is a spring game and what they've been putting out on their social media. Um, what was your takeaway from uh, first look at Coach Prime's Colorado Buffs? It's going to be a long year. Um, <laughs> but obviously, like you said, the Prime effect um, is is – is a plus, you know, being able to get the um, the people in the seats, get the people in the stadium, that's a plus. But I think um, as far as, you know, football being played on the field, I think it's going to be 
a year or two before they could really make some noise. Um, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think it's going to be a long year for the for the buffs on the field. Yeah, then, I mean, but- I mentioned, you know, the guys, you know, getting into the transfer portal, you know, Deion mm-hmm. told him the guys that was on the um, team proud of him being how head coach like hey look if y'all <laughs> get in the portal y'all go on the portal because we getting some guys to come in so you know he got some guys getting into the portal hopefully you know his dogs yeah. that he he brought with him can can show up and show out but my personal opinion just watching a little bit of the game um it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a testing year it's gonna be a process mm-hmm. it's definitely gonna be a process and it's gonna have it's gonna take some people some fans players coaches boosters etc to as joel and b would say trust the process yeah and uh, obviously when you hire a head coach you're you're not only um you know hiring him for what he's doing now but what he's going to do uh recruiting wise and school and all and i think prime has done a bunch of that but you got to get out there and play and win ball games and based on what my expertly trained i have seen and he put a lot of content out there I got to agree with you that it's going to be a long year this year. Um, now, some guys that I haven't seen yet that are supposed to be big-time players, we'll see. But uh, this tweet from College Sports Only. Remember when Deion Sanders went viral in December telling Colorado to either go ahead and jump in that portal because the more we jump in, the more room we make. Well, as of Wednesday, 23 CU football players have entered the transfer portal this season. And if you watch the game, uh, wide receiver Montana – Lamonius Craig had a big game. It was probably the star of this game uh, after the quarterback, Shador Sanders. He entered the portal right after, a day after. Good business move, probably, shit. Uh, a day after leading Colorado with 154 yards in a TD in the spring game. Wide receiver Montana Lamonius Craig enters the transfer portal. Um, so, yeah, they, I mean, the transfer portal, a lot of people going, a lot of people coming. I honestly can't keep up with a lot of this shit. Yeah. Um, Overall, I'm not a huge fan of it, but at the same time, I also understand each individual's journey. And sometimes, shit, you, you got to get up and leave. You, it's the, what's best for you and your family and your future. So you got to do that. So I guess I am a fan of it from that standpoint, but just the overall feeling I get from college sports now, it's like, you know, I don't know. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on, the, on, the, on the portal? Um, I mean, similar to yours. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, where coach talk to you wrong one day, or I'm jumping in transfer portal, or you don't like mm-hmm. what's going on, I'm jumping into the transfer portal. But hey, coaches do it all the time, you know. Facts. Situation's not right for them, or they can find a better situation, they up and leave, no consequences. Oh, so, hey, um, why should we hold the the you know the the, the student athletes um more accountable than we do? Uh, the grown men and women, you know what I mean? So on that part, you know, I get it. But again, I think, you know, it, it says a lot about an individual too. Like if you at two or three different universities where, you know, obviously you got to understand what the circumstances are, you know, sometimes yeah. um, student athletes want to want to transfer and go back closer to home to family because it could be um, a sickness in their family or whatever family mm-hmm. situation. So, you know, those situations are understandable, but, it's because you know you you're not good enough. You're not getting enough playing time, or whatever case may be. Hey, you know we were brought up in an era where hey, look, we gonna we gonna we gonna work. And we gonna try to get get better until yeah. it's time to play. But again, you know it's it's 
The glass half full, half, you know, half empty type situation. Yeah, it's tricky, man. Um, you know, just hope these kids making it right. And that, that's not everybody in that portal have the same experience. Just put it, put it like that. And a lot of people go in that portal and be, you know, just stuck sitting out there waiting for a call or waiting for, for some shit to go down. And that's another thing. I, I Hopefully these student student athletes has some good um, support, good support yeah. system that will let them know that I look now you you're taking a chance and you know, I'm all for it. better yourself. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand when you go into this portal, a lot of time research shows that it's more bad than good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because to your point, you get in that transfer portal and you get lost in the mix. Lost in the so I, I, I don't like it either because of the, the development of kids on, on, on the roster. So say you come in as a freshman, you need the red shirt, you need some reps. All right, now red shirt, maybe your red shirt sophomore year, you're really ready to play. But every year somebody else transferring in, getting the reps, getting the first team going. And then, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So will we? how many guys do we see come in and, and be a, be even have the opportunity to be a late bloomer? Because everybody don't come in just ready to play off the rip. Regardless of the level of play, so um, we'll see. Though hopefully it works itself out. But I guess overall, I'm not a huge fan of it. But once again, I understand it um, as far as the individual goes. <clears throat> it's even a trickle down effect, though. Like even think about the high school players that's going to college. Like you got a lot. Yeah, of, that's- you got a lot, a lot of college um, staffs and recruiters that's not even willing to even go to these high schools anymore because they they're. They're going to build their team straight out of the transfer portal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just think about mm-hmm. that triple down effect on the high school athletes who's trying to get into school. Like, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Tough. Tough is an understatement. Yeah. So overall, I guess not a big not a big fan of it, I guess, uh, at this point. But um, we shall see. And a lot of these guys moving around or coming out of high school, getting to these programs, jumping from program to another, they all trying to get to one place. This stage in Kansas City. I like that segue, D-Buck. Yeah, man. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of years. You feel me? They all try to get to one place, man. Like Kansas the, City. I like the segue, D-Buck. Thursday night, April 27th, man. We see a lot of young men's dreams come true and be realized um, on draft night. First round, day one of the draft night. Now, it's obviously a day two. It's a day three. And then you'll have a lot of unsigned guys that uh, will go on and play and, and have career great careers. History have shown us. So the draft is obviously not the end; it's the beginning uh, for a lot of these young men. That's the reason I always get excited about it. You know, everybody has their mock draft. Who's going to be? Hey, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. This guy probably wouldn't take him. And then we see these guys actually get on the field and their careers play out. So um, NFL draft this Thursday. Um, any particular pick or team? Obviously, we got the Colts. So outside of the Colts, that's it. What what, what team or pick are we looking forward to? Now I'm looking. Um, I'm looking Thursday. Forward, I'm looking forward to three picks. Right. I'm looking for obviously that number four pick by the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yep. Who's going to be available? Who we going to go with? Um, uh, I'm I'm interested to see what the Houston Texans are going to do with their pick. That number two pick, you know, you got some people saying they're going to bypass, you know, a quarterback and may go defense. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's led um, Houston Texans will, 
will do with that number two pick. And obviously, who is going to be the first person with the name called on Thursday? Yep. Um, so I'm excited for those, those, those three picks. But then, obviously, day two, day three, that's where you build your team, right? Yep. So obviously, your first, your first mm-hmm. rounders. You know, you expecting them to come in and, and, and play significant roles to helping your team. But day two, day three, that's when you really build the core of your roster. Um, so I'm excited. Even though I'm excited for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm looking to see, you know, what teams are able to do on those two days. Yeah. Just do some damage on those days, man. That, that's usually the difference. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about obviously the corners, the DBs. You know, my top three guys: Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, Devin Witherspoon out of uh, Illinois, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Uh, but after those three guys, I think those three guys are going to be solidified first round picks. I believe they'll all be in Kansas City at the draft. But um, after them, Joey Porter Jr., Cam mm-hmm. Smith out of South Carolina, Emmanuel Forbes. You know, slender he's slender, but great skill set, especially getting to that ball. Will those guys be first rounders? Will they go and make some noise in that first round? Where would they go? I'd be excited about that. And then obviously the Colts. What are we gonna do it for? Right there with you too, Texas. D'Amico Ryan's you got Will Anderson there. Obviously, that's where D'Amico went to college. They said Will Anderson would have been the number one pick last year in the draft. Uh, so it'd be interesting. But last week we talked about number one pick odds. Bryce Young, he was a minus four hundred to be that first pick. Now that has moved tremendously now he's minus 2000 to be that first pick in kansas city which is uh which is crazy cj stroud plus 1000 anthony richardson plus 2300 will levis plus 4500 now this is where it get interesting though uh this number one pick because you saw the odds for the number one i mean this number two pick i'm sorry current odds right now FanDuel sportsbook sponsor this show shout out FanDuel sportsbook yes sir well levis is now the favorite to be the number two overall pick over Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, pass rusher, and obviously over Will Anderson as well. And C.J. Stroud comes in and rounds it up at plus 500. So right now, Will Levis has jumped up. I don't know why I haven't seen any NFL reports as to why that's happened, but it's happened. Number three pick, C.J. Stroud's the favorite to be there. He's kind of interesting. Then once again, for our pick, the number four pick, the Colts right now, Will Levis is the favorite for that pick as well over C.J. Stroud. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which one of these quarterbacks, where they go, where they end up. Um, Personally, I think this is how I rank these quarterbacks right now. Stroud, still QB1 for me. Bryce Young, two. Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, uh, he won't be starting day one because of his knee injury, still be rehabbing that. But what I saw him do at Tennessee up yeah. to that injury, I think it translates right into the end of today's NFL game. So I think overall he, he has a great shot to even be the best quarterback from this draft, honestly, when it comes to the NFL production. Um, but those are my top three guys. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, big risk, big reward there. Uh, you know, bust potential, uh, but big arms. Great athletes look great getting off the bus, but can they do what it takes down and down out in the NFL? Uh, but that's how I rank those guys. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play out and, um, you know, obviously where the decision makers uh, rank them and how they feel about them. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, being a bus. I mean, a lot of times, you know, and I, that's, that's why 
I, I said it before with the picks, man. Like, depending on what type of situation that you go in, like, especially at the quarterback position, you could be that bust potential. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you know, we're not going to put that on anybody. We don't, we don't want that for anybody. We want all these young men to go out and have, you know, um, you know, fulfilling NFL careers. But facts. Um, again, I, I feel like, you know, Bryce Young will go one. Um, I, I do think the Texans will take a quarterback. Who is that? Who, who is that quarterback? I'm not sure. Um, I think it still ends up being Stroud. How do you pass on Stroud? In my, in my opinion, what's the odds? He's a plus 500 right now to be number two pick on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, I think Stroud will go two. And, um, you know, I think the coach will pick. I think Will Anderson might go to three. Three. And then four with the coach, man. It will be Will Levis or Anthony Ruff. Ah! No. Or, I don't know. Like, well, no, we need a quarterback to go in and play now. We need, yeah, we need a bad. But, um, you know, I was looking at the, the, the hooker, you know, special with him and him, him and Peyton, Peyton and Archie. I like, you know, I like, I like, um, you know, so we already know the relationship there with you know Jim Mersey and Peyton Manning, the sheriff, um, mm-hmm. quarterback to, to be able to come in and um and play now. So I definitely think it'll be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, um, being called up. By the Indianapolis Colts with pick number four. So we will see. We got some comments here, man. As Jay Levis sounds real Zach Wilson-esque. Um Van Albright, the biggest bust y'all played with. Man, I don't want to call him but a a bust. It just didn't work out in his favor. Um, he wasn't drafted by the coach, but he was a high draft pick. Um, Ryan Grigson uh, made a trade uh, for this running back out of Cleveland, um, Trent Richardson. Um, great talent at Alabama. I'm not sure what happened um, on the NFL level, but it just didn't pan out for him. So I'm, I'm not going to say he was a bust, man. It just didn't work out as, you know, we all um, wish it could have. So – uh that's that was probably that uh i think we had another question too um i think it was from marcus Dupreece earlier let me go find that until my man debug get back um it was to the okay right here what advice do you guys have for high school players I got a sophomore recruiting has just picked up for him. Uh, my advice, man, just keep playing. Keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, keep putting good um, good film out there. Obviously, in the classroom, make sure um, you get to get get your grades straight. And at the end of the day, when that process do come, when it comes to a point where you got to make that decision, choose the school that best fits you. On the field, off the field, like choose a school that fits you as a person. Um, obviously, you're going to be there on campus all, all day, every day. Your mom and dad's not going to be there. Obviously, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to 
have your mom or your dad or whoever your guardian, whoever's make helping you make that decision in your corner. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be on that campus, going to class, um, interacting with the people. So you gotta make sure that you're comfortable with whatever decision that you make. And it doesn't have to be a power five. Cause every 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 student athlete is not fit for a power five. So again, that just goes back to choose what's best for you. Choose what situation is best for you. Can't hear you, big dog. There we go. There we go. There Sound go. like great advice right there. Oh, we got. We get, did you get into any of your man to man questions? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But before we do. Mm -hmm. uh, some big news coming up this past week. Five NFL players suspended for violating the league's gambling policy. And this is getting trickier and trickier Facts. Uh, time goes on because, you know, we have the DraftKings. We have our beautiful partner, FanDuel. And obviously the league has uh, mandated that you cannot obviously bet on um, football games. Mm -hmm. But now, you know. I didn't even know this, but you cannot bet on other sports in certain places. And again, we have five NFL players suspended, some for the year, some for um, a certain amount of games, six games. But guys, man, you got to be careful. You have to be careful. It's not worth it. It's not worth those. That game chip. <laughs> Not worth it, you know. You're gonna win ten thousand or whatever the case may be, but you suspending you, you losing out on a damn game check, man. It's not worth yeah. it. Man. Be be smart, please. Be it's, smart. It's, it's not worth it. And the rules are tricky, like you said, because I know Jamison Williams. He's the the biggest player that's going to be serving a six game suspension, I believe. Um, but there's some coaches, there's some players involved in this, and some of these guys weren't even betting on the NFL game. They were just betting from. So, like, if me and you were sitting in the locker room, he said, hey, you know, I'm going to bet on UConn to win this Final Four. That's illegal for me to do at home, but I can't do it from the locker room or shit. Probably even uh, uh, if I'm on the road in a road in, in a hotel in Cleveland, probably can't do it. And they have ways to track when you're on these betting sites. They have ways to track exactly where you are. And they also have extra measures, measures, measures sorry, to track. NFL, NBA, et cetera, employees. And uh, it's obviously with these suspensions, you got some you're indefinite. You got some six games. They send in a message, obviously, uh, because they want to avoid, you know, tarnishing that shield and, and tarnishing, hey, the the integrity of the game. You know, that's, that's more important than anything when it comes to these, you know, leagues, you know. The shield. It just is what it is. Be careful. You guys to be, you guys, it ain't worth it. Like AB said, it ain't, at the end of the day, it ain't worth it. Be careful, like you said, like, but the shield, and, and yeah, just be careful. Be careful. Be, be, be careful. Be careful. You got to be more careful. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much hit, hit these hit a couple of these questions before we get out of here. There we go. Um, Kevin Herb, he, Hebert. Are we staring at the hashtag for the shoe draft wrong? Is QB the only position they should draft for their first pick? 
What's your answer to that, AB? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, no quarterback, you can't win in this league. Now, with me saying that, with the first pick, especially number four pick, I, that has to be a, a player that you're in love with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, you in the boardrooms, scouts, GM, coaches, everybody, you know, watching film. They seeing different things on film. Um, I do believe if I was a GM, if I wasn't in love with uh, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, that's tough. If I if I wasn't in love, I, I would not draft him. But being a fan and being a I'm a life of coach, we need a quarterback. We can't wait till next year because we don't know what next year is going to bring. But we need a quarterback and we need to draft a quarterback. I'm with you. I'm with you. And obviously, Chris Ballard, uh, you know, Jim Ursa is impatient. Ballard, I feel like he's done, done a good job since he's been there. But the revolving door, since Luck hung it up, and even before Luck, because he got hurt and we had quarterback starting before he got back in there. But it's just a revolving door at that quarterback position. You got to have stability there to win in this league. Um, so you got to get one. Like you said, it's tough. You're at four. So you expect at least one of the top guys to be there. Um, and then you just got to depend on that your head coach Shane Steichen to to build around him and to put him in the in the in the, in the correct scheme. Um, is it a possible you go another blue chip player, a blue chip pass rusher, maybe Will Anderson, Tyree, maybe? Uh, but you got to have a plan at that quarterback. Maybe you want to go hand and hooker, and you just plan on starting Gardner Minshew, you know, halfway through the season or something like that. So it's definitely different ways to maneuver. Um, around this draft, but you definitely need a court. Maybe you trade the four pick and you figure something out with Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's options on the table, and that's why these guys get paid the big bucks uh, to figure it out. Hopefully, they figure it out as a Colts fan, but we got to figure out and solve that quarterback issue. Got to. That's right a no brainer. That's a no yeah. brainer. That, that right has, now. has to get done. Um, and again, you know, you talk about quarterbacks coming out next year. Like we don't know what's going to happen. So for me, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till next year. Like I need this. I need this thing right now. <laughs> right now. Hey. Um, another question from uh, Corey Nelson. Has the NFL ever considered one bye week for all teams midseason? Wouldn't that make it more fair rather than the other week bye, another week 13? Also, I assume it make it easier on scheduling. Would extend the season by one week with everyone off. Uh, no, I don't see that happening. Yeah. TV but what right. is it? Week, it's after week four, right? After week What's four that? Uh, that you can have. So you can't have a bye mm -hmm. for four weeks. So it's after week four where teams start um, having buys, correct? Yep. Yep. So yeah, they're gonna keep that the same. Don't see it. But uh couple good questions. Uh you got this one. Yeah, from Todd Crenshaw. What is the wildest thing y'all ever seen a coach do to a player that skipped OTAs? Shit, them Jones is voluntary. Like yeah, like we deal with grown men, so coaches they smart now. Like mm -hmm. they, they know how to 
teeter that line. You know, he might say some words that whatever, but other than that, <laughs> you got to think about it. these grown men out here, they lifting weights every day. Some, most, got some screws loose <laughs> up top. So, the OTAs, man, is voluntary. So you can't, you can't, you can't do yeah. that to, to players. Now, obviously, you know when it's uh, mandatory mini camp, whatever case may be, you miss that, you'll get fined. They're gonna hit your pockets. But other than that, man, that's yeah. Them, them pockets getting hit is all. That's all the you need. That's all you need. But once again, this is voluntary. And some people have workout bonuses <laughs> built into their contract, but coaches ain't got nothing to do with that. The players know what they sign up for. So if it's a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred, whatever it is. Some players say, F it. I, I, I'd rather go on a vacation to do this and just work at home. So it's voluntary. It's, it's a pro. So they got the choice to be there or not. So, yeah. Now, again, not saying it's not going to be any repercussions for you not showing up. But mm -hmm. as my coach used to say, know what type of player you are, know what type of bat you need to swing. You know, so obviously, you know, if a player's been there for, for eight years and he's got three, four, five pro bowls or whatever, mm -hmm. two all pros. Yeah. He can probably miss that. But if you're a player B and you're your third year, your first year, you was injured your second year, you were kind of in and you need to be there. So you don't need to be missing. OTA, mm -hmm. And you got to know that as a player. So yeah, that, that player B could potentially miss. And guess what? He probably not be, it could potentially not be on the roster come game one. Yeah. So again, those things, those things happen, but yeah, you know, they all about you're a, pro. you're a pro. That's what we started off with. You're a pro. So well, where where else are you at once once you know your team's voluntary workout start? Like if you're trying to put everything your best foot forward and put everything in that basket to you know win your job or win the respect or, or learn the system, do all these different things. Over 90% of the guys need to be there, I believe. Um, now, once again, you get in a certain year, this year, that, you've been in the system for a couple of years, you know, and inside and out. You got a family, a certain place that maybe not be in the city that you're playing in. Everybody got their different things, but what's your priorities? Because you are sending a message to your teammates, your coaches, the front office, the owners, because they know they get that attendance of who there is every day, who's there every day. So you do have a freedom of choice. But you also got to deal with the consequences that come with that, just like in life. So, um, grass dude said it the best. Oh shit, be my fault. Be who you can afford to be. Yep. <laughs> fact. That's fact. a big fact. Um, then one more thing before we get up out of here, unless you got something, maybe. Now nah, go ahead. F one is back. Sprint week. The Azerbaijan. Baku Grand Prix is back, and it's also Sprint Week, first Sprint Week of the year. For those asking or have no clue, and I don't give a F what Sprint Week is. Sprint Week, you basically get two races for the price of one. So on Saturday, you get your qualifying done. On Friday, I believe, on Saturday, based on qualifying, you have a sprint race, which is a much shorter race. And then after that sprint, that's where you're going to line up on sunday so you race for let's say 15 laps if you you know came into the sprint at you know p4 and you would up getting up to p2 or p1 that's where you're going to start for sunday's rest race for viewers it's great for us we get two races on a weekend a lot of the drivers don't necessarily like it because you, you know you got the risk of damaging your car getting in an accident messing up your 
spot for quali traditional qualifying. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But after a month off, pretty much, um, we'll get this race, I believe, four, I believe five races, maybe four or five races in the next six weeks, starting with the Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan Grand Prix and then the Miami Grand Prix right after it, which I will definitely be at. But uh, Kentucky Derby is that weekend as well. But uh, I'm excited about F1 being back. Hey, tell me, we, you know. tell me who's going to be on the podium. Like, we already know. <laughs> tell me who on the podium. <laughs> on the, it's going to be Max. Uh-huh. I'm going to pick a podium right now. Max. Yep. <laughs> Checo. <laughs> Max Checo. I'm gonna go Lewis. I'm gonna go Hamilton. That's gonna be my podium. So two Red Bulls and a Mercedes. I got but, Hamilton uh, in like fourth or fifth. Since we've okay. been doing this, like this, he's been consistent in that fourth or fifth. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But we know we know Max will be up there for sure. <laughs> Max for sure gonna be up there unless it's an accident. Once again, that's that's the and Max is not a fan. He's vocally not a fan of the sprint races because of the things I mentioned. But um, I expect both Red Bulls to be on the podium. Once again, they built the rocket ship this year. Hopefully, Lewis and Mercedes got their shit together. Ferrari's been struggling early. McLaren's been struggling. But um, Fernando Alonso, I think he's been third place damn near every race, it seems like. So we shall see. Uh, Daryl Owens, has they but left the driving range and gotten onto the course with other people? Yes, I have. Matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up. I played 18 holes twice now in the last week, actually. Okay. First time I was honored to play with a badass, Sergeant Major John Estrada, was the 15th Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. And, um, it ain't many. They serve a four-year term, essentially. Um, dog, he he walked the course. Uh, I, I, you know, I obviously I was on the cart driving, but he walked the course. No cart bag on his back. Mm. So the dude before I, you know, he told me once I got my tea time, he told me you know who I was gonna be playing with, and kind of gave me his background. And uh, I think this dude, sixty-seven years old, great shape. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, man, he, he was it was great. Obviously, you know, and talking to him, just learning obviously more about the game, a little bit more about him. But um, shout out to him, shout out to everyone who has served um this country to, to you know to protect it. And uh you obviously take a lot of that for granted. For sure. I got a lot of family members who serve my little brother serving right now. Pop serve, older brother, A B. I know you got a lot of military in your family as well. Yeah. But um Salute to, salute to all the servicemen and women out there. But uh, we will be back out there together on that course. But, yeah, I've been, I left the range, but I need the range. A.B., you got to get on in that range too, man. Yeah, we got, man, we, got, we, got, we got big business coming up, man. I already know, man. I'm um, I'm checking in now, man. I'm about to give me a um, – I've been saying this too, but give me a little, little coach or whatever. We can get out here on the range and eventually, man, we're going we gonna, to – I'm going to start over the nine. And then I'm gonna bump my way up to 18. But this summer, we'll, we'll, we'll get us we'll get us around this summer. Absolutely. Hey, I'll get you 30 minutes in too. Started week off right. Uh, Marcus Dupreece, shout out to your service. You said that was your sergeant major back in 2007. So that's what's up, man. Hard nosed guy. Yeah, he you know he probably a lot more relaxed now in the 60s on that golf course. But I'm sure he was. He he seemed like it, man. But um. 
Jimmy B. I was a Marine from 2005 to 2013. He was a sergeant major of the Marine Corps when I came in and was that guy until 06, I believe. Um, what a guy, salt of the earth. So yeah, love it, man. So I uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody in here once again who served, or who will serve. Um, and I guess we will leave with that. Um, appreciate y'all for rocking with us on this beautiful Monday. Uh, see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Hi, brother. All right, my guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I got to get the outro. I'm tripping. Hey, up in Adams. I'll be on there in about, shit, about five minutes. <laughs> Go. Yep. <laughs>